is a god of the game. Surprise, surprise! Football is a team game as both Manchester United and PSG couldn't win their away games against the so-called minnows even with the goats. Barcelona fans were arguing against themselves on whether 3-0 is worse than 8-2. Indian media is gobbling up all the conspiracies on why Virat Kohli stepped down as RT20 captain whereas it was heartbreak for the Pakistani cricket fans as their tour against New Zealand was called off just minutes before the first ODI. Let's go! Hello and welcome to episode 32 of Sports Church, where we are going to talk about the uh, midweek European games, which is the Champions League, Europa League and Vo. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's welcome Ishan. What's, What's up, up Bala? That was a good one. I got it two seconds later, but it was yeah, nice. It was a very deep one. <laughs> <laughs> so before we begin talking about the games let's settle this one amongst us see I'm thinking of uh, keeping uh, reality check or aukat as this particular episode's title <laughs> which one you would prefer <laughs> I think uh, aukat <laughs> yeah it sounds it sounds it sounds local kind of <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So, yeah, since we started with Aukath, uh, we are talking about the Champions League fixtures that happened during Tuesday night and Wednesday night. So, all the eight groups played, there were about 16 games. So, I'll just quickly, like within a minute, like run through all the results before we start talking about the major ones. It started off with uh, Sevilla Salzburg 1-1 draw, Young Boys defeated Manchester United 2-1, Lil Wolfsburg 0-0, Villarreal 2, Atalanta 2, Chelsea 1, Zenit 0, Malmo 0, Juventus 3, Barcelona 0, Bayern 3, Dynamo Kiev 0 and Benfica 3. I think these were the Tuesday games. Wednesday, it started with uh, Besiktas 1, Dortmund 2, Sharif Tiraspol 2, Shakhtar Donetsk 0, Inter Milan 0, Real 1, Atletico Madrid Porto 0-0, Club Bruja PSG 1-1, Liverpool 3, Milan 2, City 6, Leipzig 3, Sporting 1, Ajax 5. Yeah, sorry for taking uh, half a minute of everyone's life by doing that. Yeah, that sounded like a mantra in a puja. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I can, I can think why it is. Okay, uh, to stay true to our episode's title, let's talk about the first game or the game that we want to talk about the first one, which is at the Camp Nou, Barcelona nil, Bayern 3. What was your... I see, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch the entire game. I was switching between this and Chelsea's in it. Uh, you watched a major part of this game. What were your first reactions like? As you are a Real Madrid fan, that's well documented. What were your first reactions? So I just at a higher level, this was probably the least surprising result of all the all the two match days in the Champions League. Everyone, including the Kules around the world, knew that ba there is no chance Barcelona has of beating Bayern Munich. There is just a immense, not even a gulf. Uh, you know, interplanetary difference in quality between the Bayern team and the Barca team. But yeah. people were hoping that it would not be another 8-2. I, to be honest, I saw every minute of that game. I felt that this was even worse than 8-2. And I'll tell you why. Because 8-2 happened because Barcelona still tried to attack. They still wanted to score, which left their, you know, obviously horrible defense. But 
get left gaps and bayern you know took advantage of that here especially in the second half i actually felt bayern slowed down a bit like nahi yaar theek hai wapas nahi karenge types kar le theek hai we understand we feel your pain it the almost long season <laughs> barcelona in the second half and that was really sad to watch and although barcelona showed some spirit when the youngsters came on came on you know especially gavi um, you know demir and uh, balde who is looking to be he looks to be quite a promising uh, wing back for barcelona by the way uh, but the main squad just was just not all, on that day they were just inferior to bayern munich it was sad because you know as a barcelona hater it's sad to see your rival look like this uh, you never thought you'd see that day but it is that time right now and it's as the episode will say okad nahi thi like bayern was just playing on a different level barca registered zero shots on target it's the first time ever it has happened in a champions league game ever since the record started being recorded like i'm talking about 2002 2003 but still it is i mean every word you just said it was pretty much a drubbing as you said is rightly pointed out this was worse than that 8-2 because in terms of performance this was really bad like i was just listening to gm balage like before we started recording this Um, and I read a lot of reports. I went through a lot of famous journalists, famous take on this. But I wanted to listen to this guy because uh, you know, I know, and for the benefit of the listeners, Guillermo Balague is one of the leading, or probably the leading Spanish journalist uh, who has contacts at higher level at Barcelona. So he watched the game at Camp Nou, and his observation was that the Barcelona crowd were actually more appreciating and more uh, clapping and 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 encouraging when the youngsters came in. and they booed when players like uh, busquets uh, sergi roberto and all these players were getting subbed off so and another point like he made a very very interesting line he said that barcelona are a club um, who are willing to lose in their own way rather than to win in a way that they don't want <laughs> so that's a very interesting point yeah he made this like i i when he made this i was like wow that that's a very very interesting way of putting it that's exactly how it was and we were talking immediately after the game and i told you like see it is what it is that the team is where they are and that's exactly what pk came out and said in fact that became like the the meme material in spanish football this weekend and it's going to be the meme material for a while you're going to see a lot of memes with pk saying it is what it is so but this is from from a champions league standpoint from the overall champions league standpoint i don't think this is going to hurt much because everyone know that barcelona are going to lose both their games to bayern it's the game against the other teams that are going to uh, determine their fate in the champions league and to be very honest the club is at a stage right now before the beginning of this season my expectations were set very clear uh, as a fan i'm saying like a top four finish a decent fight for the league put a decent fight in the cup cup you obviously always do very well so you can continue that form and get to probably quarter finals in champions league uske upar jo bhi hai it's all gravy on top so the yeah, primary I, mean, i i think just to close this topic off you know having barca's forward line have luke de jong <laughs> uh who i think bala and i when we are tied up can run faster than uh <laughs> was just it just it just strange to see right he was not even the first choice center forward for sevilla yeah and now he is 
in his first he just got signed and he started a champions league game against bayern munich so that is the situation barca is in i think yeah all the fans need to lower their expectations but the way barca is playing nothing is lower than what barca can go to true now to talk about the other episode of champions league aukat let's talk about young boys versus manchester united <laughs> like see they started off the game really well ronaldo scored it was all pretty well it was all going well but just when aran van bissaka's red card happened he was sent off i got little bit hooked into the game so my not not as a liverpool fan i'm not saying it in that way but in the way that okay ole so here is a challenge this is this is what champions league is all about how you are going to react now this is not bayern munich this is not psg this is young boys and i thought ole reacted very badly i com- i completely agree you know the first thing the ke- that came out of the match was you know excuses regarding it being an astro turf uh, pitch and van bissaka couldn't control the ball properly which made him give a lunging tackle let's get some facts clear van bissaka did a lunging tra- tackle in uh, young boys is half yeah it was not a defensive game saving tackle there was no need for it uh, then what happened then came the substitutions which really baffled me uh, obviously jaden sancho was the unfortunate sacrificial lamb when bisaka got sent off and he was replaced uh, then varan came on they changed their defensive system in the second half they replaced bruno fernandes as well as cristiano ronaldo they played like a mid table club who is happy with a 1-0 when you are down to 10 men and my mind immediately went to how tuchel handled chelsea when they went down to 10 men against liverpool and it's a completely different ball game you know i agree it's not ole's fault that lingard did what he did you know a beautiful sublime through ball pass to the young boys <laughs> forward in the last kick of the game that cannot be controlled by a manager but please do not tell me that united 10 men down still cannot beat young boys you know i think the stat showed that zero shots on target post the th- post van bissaka being sent off yeah that i feel embarrassing for a team like man united yeah but again from as i said same for barcelona from overall champions league qualification standpoint this should not affect manchester united because they still have villarreal and atlanta which ended in 2-2 a draw actually favored them but yeah it is it is a reality check for united uh, for the staff for everyone around that club that you know what yes we have great players but there is still a long way to go to uh, achieve the kind of success they want to achieve two uh, funny stories hmm. one is uh, there was a meme uh, that olegona there was a meme of a photo between olegona and cristiano when cristiano just joined and uh, ole says you know you must have you won everything but you haven't won the europa league <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the second is pretty shocking shocking stat is that that seven defeats in 11 game for ole under for leading manchester united in champions league that's pretty horrible yeah that's true there were 14 more games played uh, during the two days of champions league the next game is inter milan versus real madrid inter nil real 1 i didn't watch this game completely but based on what i read it looks like more like inter lost than real 1 i agree meaning it was a 
I I feel it was a very tight game which was pretty surprising considering it's Ancelotti's Real Madrid. Uh, we were pretty solid defensively in the, at least in the first half. Uh, and the so second half, first half, Inter Milan were completely under control. Uh, Edin Dzeko and Lautaro Martinez missed clear-cut chances which should have been put away. Uh, but in the second half, I think uh, typical Real Madrid style, we took control of the game. And uh, contrary to belief, under Ancelotti, who normally relies on experience, he got in two youngsters into the second half, Rodrigo Goes and Kamavinga. And in fact, they combined beautifully, in fact, to score the clincher in the 87th odd minute. And I think these are important results for Real Madrid because not like Barcelona, not too much is expected of them. But if you look at the game that have gone by, the Real Madrid are top of the La Liga and won their first game against Inter Milan away. So it's a pretty good start for the season for Ancelotti. Yeah, and talking about uh, Milan clubs, the AC Milan, the the other side of Milan went to Liverpool to play their first Champions League game in seven years and they lost the game 3-2. I mean, Liverpool were pretty good. I mean, I thought this would be a tighter game, but Liverpool were far better side, barring that five-minute brain, fa- brain fade that uh, resulted in two extremely well-taken AC Milan goals. Liverpool started off without... Virgil van Dijk without Sadio Mane, without Thiago in the, the midfield. Uh, Joel Gomez played his first game after a very long time. So I was a little skeptical, but I would say uh, Klopp uh, had a lot of faith in Origi and uh, Gomez to deliver. And I think they did deliver and Henderson scored a Gerardesk goal to, <laughs> to win the game 3-2. The other game that should have been a walkover, ended in a draw. Club Brugge won, PSG won. The first time the MNM started and they registered less shots than Club Brugge. <laughs> yeah, and I think the other one I was seeing the ESPN FC show and one interesting stat that came out was that uh, Messi, Neymar and uh, Mbappe have still not played a training game 11v11. They only played 3v3 and 5v3, which basically means that they do not have the experience so far right now to play a full strength or game, you know, together and actually understand what how each other works. But yeah, meaning Bruger played Bruger played really well. They they were very solid defensively and they had some really good chances as well. But that's we know about PSG, right? Like they are very top heavy. They are like the RCB of football this season, where they've got all stars up front, but you know then they've got Ashok Dinda uh, in their bowling in their defense. Uh, so it's gonna be a, it's not gonna be that easy. They I won't call them clear cut favorites, but if those three start clicking and score ten goals, then conceding five won't be a problem. Other interesting results across Europe this. Uh, week was Besiktas 1, Dortmund 2, Haaland had a brilliant game and Jude Bellingham is is getting scarier day by day. He is turning out to be an exceptional player. Sharif to Shakhtar Nil, Sharif to Raspol, they are playing Champions League for the first time and they started off with a very impressive victory where a goal was scored by Adama Traore uh, from an assist from <laughs> Cristiano <laughs> 
<laughs> that was that was uh, uh, one of the highlights of this weekend week for me. Chelsea won Zenit nil. Sevilla Salzburg had four penalties in first half, and only two were converted. Two were saved, as we pointed out. Villarreal two, Atlanta two. Juventus finally won their first game. So that's about it for Champions League. Anything for you to cover? Yes. Any? You missed the. You literally missed the game of the Champions League match day. Man City versus Leipzig. <laughs> oh, the frantic game of Man City versus Leipzig. It was end to end stuff. Leipzig score a goal, then Man City go and score a goal again this side. Like it was, it was really end to end stuff. The best part of that game to me was. Man City were 4-2 up and they were absolutely bossing the game and for some reason Pep Guardiola calls Jack Grealish to the touchline and literally yells at him like he's parading him for like five, five almost one and a half minutes I, I, I believe he didn't track back for defending or something I don't know I mean that's how when I saw Pep like wow man <laughs> such a crazy ass <laughs> and how intense of a coach he is, man! You're winning four-two, and you're yelling at. And Jack Grealish had a fantastic game. You're yelling at the best player. I mean, only Pep Guardiola can do that. <laughs> I know only Pep Guardiola can get away with it. Get away with it. That's also yeah, very true. But guys, uh, Champions League was insane, man. This week was really good. If this week was an example of all the other coming weeks, we are in for a superb season of Champions League. Europa League, uh, nothing big happened. There were just some usual results, not very surprising. Leicester two nap. I think the key results. I think I can take away the key results. Uh, I think the biggest result, as you were saying, was the Napoli uh, Leicester game. Uh, again, the result is very deceptive. Napoli, I saw the game were absolutely destroyed Leicester. Uh, but Leicester surprisingly had a 2-0 lead, which, you know, uh, deservedly so, Napoli equalized. And that game ended. Uh, I think the really good result, by the way, is Mr. Mourinho, who oh. continues his unbeaten, amazingly goal-scoring record with Roma. They won 5-1. Uh, that was a great result. Uh, another, I think, Rangers lost to Lyon 2-0. And Celtic actually had an upset with Real Betis. They were leading that game and Real Betis came back to win 4-3. So, I think those were the key key games. Uh, Tottenham drew as usual. They are back to being Tottenham. Uh, West Ham. Miserable. Boys. Oh, yes. West Ham had a great result. Uh, Declan Rice, who's again another youngster who's looking to be a world beater. And Mikhail Antonio, Antonio scored. Uh, guys, for you guys who don't know, Mikhail Antonio started off as a left-back early in his career. Yeah. And now he is the highest goal scorer in West Ham history. It's a little ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Great, guys. So, that's about it for the European Games this week. Look, Europe is done. Now, let's move on to our regular business, which is weekend league games. Now, this time, we are not going to preview every single game across every single league. We are going to talk only about the four biggest games of this weekend across all the five leagues. So, as usual, let's start with English Premier League, where the biggest game of this weekend is obviously the London derby, where Tottenham are playing against Chelsea. In fact, 
apart from the football this game has been marketed as the first zero carbon game or or should i say hashtag game zero how are they doing it so according to what i read they are basically going to demonstrate uh, the kind of green steps that uh, fans and everyone around the sporting world can can take uh, towards making a zero carbon future like for example uh, taking public transport uh, to commute to and fro from the stadium uh, less meat products in the in the club's canteen or in the stadium's canteen and all those things reusable cups etc etc Oh, nice. So yeah, one could see this as a simple PR stunt, or yeah, maybe it does send out a clear message. I think the only carbon emission that will come out of the game is the smoke after Lukaku <laughs> smashes four goals. <laughs> <laughs> see, Tottenham's defense were really good. They started off really well, but that loss against Crystal Palace would have shaken them very badly. And by seeing how Lukaku is playing against each and every other defense. it's it's a really a big task for nuno uh, any simple score prediction or any other important point that you want to uh do you want to talk about no yeah, i think it's going to be a pretty uh, i know it's a big london uh, derby but i think it's going to be one of the easier ones chelsea plays against spurs because spurs i think they started off really well and we knew that there was a fall coming and it happened really badly against palace so i think it's going to be a pretty easy win uh, say a 2-0 2 to 3 nil for chelsea yeah i'm definitely saying chelsea are going to keep a clean sheet but yeah, i am also uh, leaning towards a 2 nil chelsea easy win now moving on to la liga the biggest game of this weekend is on sunday night in fact the chelsea tottenham game is also on sunday night 9 pm indian time the game i'm talking about is technically 12:30 am monday it is the big one it is the valencia versus uh, real madrid it's happening at mestaya Ishan, if if I, if I had said Valencia versus Real Madrid two seasons back, you wouldn't have taken it much seriously. But this season, it is a serious game. Ah, uh, actually, to be honest, every time there is a Valencia versus Real Madrid at the Mustay, I take it very seriously because it is one of the historic games in Spanish football. And in the last five years, we've not done pretty well in the Mustay. Last year also, we lost. Uh, the year before, last uh, also we dropped points. Carlos Soler, who's uh, one of the forwards at Valencia, is has scored the most number of goals against Real Madrid since 2006. The others being uh, Luis Suarez and. Uh, Joselu uh so Valencia are a very strong team but let's be honest they've not had tough opponents in the beginning of this season and the Real Madrid are going to be there it's going to be a big test for the Bordalas for Bordalas's team uh for on the Real Madrid side they are very high in in confidence their form they're sco- banging in goals we're scoring goals for fun but yeah we have a leaky defense so i think it's going to be a real madrid win but it's not going to be a clean sheet so i'm guessing more of a 2-1 uh, you know 3-2 kind of game it's always going to be entertaining at the mestea mm, i am guessing this will be a draw a very very tightly fought draw but i'm guessing there won't be a lot of attacking game in this i'm i'm, I'm actually looking forward to a very heavy uh, battle fought in the midfield rather than in in individual boxes but we'll see i'm going for a draw a scoring draw maybe a 1-1 or a 2-2 but a draw it's just a weird coincidence that all the four games we picked to watch this weekend are all on sunday night uh let's talk about the third one 
the big game in league a probably the first big test for pochettino and this new psg team they are facing lyon at home now this lyon team is without memphis depay we know that but this lyon is still a very very good team and this psg is not a very very good team we saw that against club brugge this is going to be a good contest i said but uh, i think the big 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 uh, you know thing out of the coming out of this game is mbappe won't be playing and he has been their best yeah. player without a doubt this season uh, you know we're banging in assists and goals missing him is a missing of key cog in that attacking triumvirate because he opens up play due to his speed now you have messi and neymar having similar styles in a way they both slot into like a you know into the hole behind the striker and so it'll be interesting to see how they do i think di maria will probably get a game or they'll probably start icardi as the clear center forward i still feel psg will nick it but i don't think it's going to be a walkover because lyon have always proved to be a bit of a you know tester for the psg team and their defense is very weak let's be very clear about that yeah and when i say psg is not very good yes they haven't been a team actually still now in fact that's exactly what pochettino said after the game against club brugge he said that we are not a team yet so i believe di maria is the one that's going to gel everyone together i i i strongly believe when he gets into the starting lineup when the midfield looks like varati di maria and paredes i think psg will be a different beast altogether so hopefully we'll get to see all of them playing i mean i can understand like uh, it's a very heavily uh, assembled team but yeah if you see all four of them playing at their level best they'll be a sight to watch yeah and not no bias involved but i think they'll become a very good team when ramos comes back <laughs> no no absolutely man ramos walks into any team that teams become a better team there is no yeah. bias in that <laughs> now staying again sunday night i I'm, i i don't know man i'm very sorry sunday night seems to be a very very uh big night i don't think lot of us i mean not me it's not a problem for me i don't have office on mondays i believe a lot of indian football fans are going to have a big problem <laughs> In Serie A it is the big one it is the big one it is Juve versus AC Milan Juve not a single win in the first three games in fact they lost two games they lost to Napoli last weekend Milan three wins in three games incredible start yes they lost against to Liverpool but there is nothing to be ashamed of they gave a brilliant performance i am going Milan win I I agree with you and I think Milan is definitely coming into this game as a stronger unit I think Juventus have still not figured a lot of their you know their players out and how they play with each other uh let's be very honest the first the game that they lost they didn't have their brazilian players their their south american players due to copa america restriction more all of them would be back uh that will probably make their team better but AC Milan is a young and gun team man like they were, they'll go for Juventus straight from the off and they've got a really good keeper man this Mike Manian I'm I love this guy like the he's a solid goalkeeper and and he literally won Lille the Liga last season on his own and he's a really good signing for AC Milan so I agree with you AC Milan to win this game but I won't be surprised if Juventus win as well So it is official last week the last episode we were talking about this news not being official yet but it is now 
Virat Kohli has announced that he will step down as India's T20 captain. That's the only difference between the rumor and the reality. The rumor said he is not going to be the captain for white ball cricket, but it seems that he's still going to be ODI crickets and Test crickets captain. But he will step down as the T20 captain, and uh, they haven't announced an official captain or replacement yet. I don't think they have, right? No, they haven't, and I, I, I'm still. This all seems a very, you know, very off. You know, like um, the media reported everything last week, which obviously means there was a leak internally. Uh, very like, you know, I think Bartemio has now taken over BCCI. <laughs> I don't know what happened, <laughs> but. Uh, but then it was officially. <laughs> they were officially announced today. There was a, by the way, guys, there was a lot of hurt in that Bala laugh. Just saying, uh, but <laughs> but you know they announced it today, but it still didn't seem very legit. So I don't know what the hell is going on. But yeah, you're right. It's guaranteed he's not going to be a T20 captain. Uh, I think better late than never because I always thought there were other players in the team who are better captains in the shorter format of the game, uh, aka Rohit Sharma. Uh, but I don't know, man. Is this going to be they? Is this going to be somebody else? Sunil Gavaskar came out saying KL Rahul should be groomed. Random thoughts are now being headlines. Uh, so I don't know. Like, what do you think? See, media are milking it. Okay, <laughs> let's also be clear about that. They haven't had any hot news uh, from Indian cricket. In fact, cricket. We all know it's the most famous sport in India, and there hasn't been a big news for media to chew on for a while. And they have got one, and they are going to milk it as much as they can. Now, the one way that BCCI can stop this that they can come out and be open about it. They haven't given out any official statement yet. And when that top brass is not giving out any official statement yet, the longer you do, that means that the media is going to milk it as long as you are going to keep mute. We just said all valid points that why Virat Kohli should step down as T20 captain. It's it's a logical decision. It's not an emotional decision. It's not an irrational decision. It's a logical decision. So accept it and move on. Why have? Why do you have to make it political? Why do you have to make it a drama? I think that's 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 where I have a problem with. I don't have a problem with the decision. I, but I just it's all about the it's all about the viewership, right? And I thought, and just as a segue to that, I thought, you know, why not we create a rumor ourselves, <laughs> uh, guys? We've heard it from inner sources. This is legit information. Anushka Sharma told Kohli that he has to spend more time with the baby. <laughs> And hence, chose he chose to drop, you know, opt out of being a captain in the shortest form of the game, because that's what logical people do. <laughs> oh God! चलते हैं तो हाँ अगले अगले news आठ बजे देख लीजिए we will will put like a Hindi like a nice baby drama. रोते रोते पापा को घर बुलाया. Oh God! But yeah, uh, it's a, it's a logical decision, and Rohit Sharma looks like the obvious choice. Yes, Sunil Gavaskar has come out and given his thoughts on it, but I believe BCCI have already decided that now. This is again another drama that's going on that BCCI have already decided to kick him out after the T20 World Cup, and Virat Kohli kind of took a step. Uh, 
Virat Kohli tried to be one step ahead of BCCI and he himself came out that he is leaving. So, as I said, as long as BCCI is going to keep mum, these kind of stories are going to start creeping over all again. But yeah. If ever, ever cricket had changing nationalities like a transfer season, <laughs> this would have been Messi saying, doing a bureau fax what Kohli <laughs> did. That's true. That's true. It's close to that. It's very close to that. <laughs> So, talking about uh, crazy events in cricket, uh, we just saw the news. I think I saw the news today evening that the New Zealand tour of Pakistan has been cancelled due to quote-unquote security threats. I haven't gone through much about this. I didn't read much uh, details into this. Uh, were, were there any more details? Or? So, I, I, I read about... I read up a bit about this. This, by the way, the series was called off about five minutes before the first ball was going to be bowled. Uh, And the entire, you know, the reason New Zealand came and agreed to tour Pakistan was was due to the amazing security precautions the Pakistani, you know, the PCB and the government had taken. And so I find it a little surprising that just before a match is going to start, you call off, and calling off a match was you know, due to a security, there has to be some legit threat, which is, you know, it just makes everything a little scary and very real. But, and I understand calling on New Zealand, the New Zealand cricket board, then as a result, obviously calling off the tour. Uh, so very sad because to be honest, you know, Pakistan is a great place to play cricket. You know, we as Indian fans, we've had some amazing memories touring Pakistan in the test series and you know their fans are great like it's amazing to watch and it's just sad for them as local people there would have you know not had access to watch live cricket for so many years uh, so it's sad for them but yeah safety comes first yeah even it, it sounded a little fishy but yeah we'll have to wait for more reports on what exactly happened it is it is very very unfortunate for uh, Pakistan cricket who started hosting some games I think starting last year or something like that but then uh, this has uh, but this is the number one test team in the world right coming yeah, so that's a big thing that is true that is true alright guys that's about it for today's episode so we'll come back with the next episode after watching all the weekend games for you guys especially those Sunday night games we were just talking about we'll try to watch all four of them in multiple screens and let you know how those games went and all the other games too so until then it's bye from Bala and bye from Ishan guys have a good weekend thank you everyone for listening If you enjoyed what you heard, please make sure you hit the subscribe button and also please, like we are literally begging to rate our podcast on whichever app you are listening to. It not only helps us, but also helps new listeners to find our podcast easily. You can also reach out to us on Twitter and Instagram at the rate Sports Charcha. A big shout out to the Jam Room Audio for our theme music. You can follow the Jam Room on Facebook at the rate The Jam Room Audio. Bye!